We derive 55% of a message's meaning from the speaker's facial expressions. Okay, 55%. 38% from how she or he says the message. Okay, the tone, um, the volume, those kinds of things. And get this, 7% only from the actual words spoken. We talk at a rate of 125 to 150 words per minute, which you and I are most likely doing now. We listen at a rate of 125 to 250 words per minute. So we listen a little quicker than we talk. But this is, this is unbelievable. We think at a rate of 1,000 to 3,000 words per minute. So that's why we're not listening, because we're thinking. Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. In male-dominated industries, it can be difficult for women to speak up and communicate effectively. Well, today's guest, Marilyn Gordon, is here to share some great tips on how women can become more successful in their communication. But don't worry, guys. This episode is a valuable lesson for you, too, because it gives great insights on how men can support their female team members. Marilyn is the founder of a communications coaching and training company called Mediatude. She coaches women to communicate more successfully in business settings, especially with their male colleagues, increasing their confidence and comfort levels. She's a brand marketing specialist whose clients learn how to discover their corporate voice and business personality, helping them expand their market reach. As a business presentation skills expert, she also teaches her clients and audiences how to successfully communicate the right message to the right audience. And her media coaching helps her clients and seminar attendees learn how to respond positively to the ever-growing 24-7 media. Sounds interesting, am I right? Well, let's get to it then. Hello. So people don't work with companies. People work with people. And that's why communication can break or make your success. Today, we talk about how to boost your communication skills to understand and influence people around you. Welcome, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do today? Well, I own a business called Mediatude, and uh, it's a communication and coaching business. Uh, I do a lot of training and coaching for business presentation skills, uh, marketing and branding, something that I call uh, your corporate voice and business personality. And uh, since 2018, I created a, a course called Women Speak, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And I do groups, businesses, one-on-ones, uh, anybody who's interested in improving their communication. That's great because we are interested very much. I know you have prepared some great topics for us today. So... Please share, what is the first thing we should start with here? <laughs> yes, I think um, that we're going to talk about a few areas that we don't think about when we're at the workplace or Zooming in, but we should be. Mm -hmm. And the first topic I'm going to talk about are listening. We don't listen very much in our 
laid back conversations with our friends and family, let alone listening at work, which I'm going to focus on today. Then there's Women Speak, a name I've given to a course I teach where women have a disadvantage communicating, especially in the workplace and especially with their male colleagues and clients. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. But let me add this first. I know we have a lot of men listening to this podcast. So men are key in helping women at work as male advocates and allies. And women can help women get noticed and get kudos with boost and boast. So I'm going to conclude talking about those two areas, but I like to start with talking about how important listening is in the business setting. Mm-hmm. And I like to call this section the listening advantage. So here's a great quote I'm going to start with. People talking without speaking, people hearing without listening. That's from Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence back when they recorded it in the, I think, the mid-60s. And unfortunately, it's still true today. We don't listen. So do you listen or do you just hear? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Let's say you hear a truck on the road. Are the brakes squeaking because it has to come to a stop or is slowing down its speed? Is it shifting gears? Does it honk its horn? Do you hear an ambulance go by? This is real listening and not just hearing. You take the time to really concentrate on that truck's sounds. But when we're communicating in real life, in business, and in other situations, we hear mostly what we want to hear, not what the other person is trying to say to us or communicate to us. And, you know, Marilee's many conflicts at businesses and in the workplace could be helped if people really listen to one another. So I agree. I agree. But one thing, why do you think we don't listen to each other, really? Yes, I agree with you. We hear each other, but we don't take the time to actually listen to each other. And I would also add that this is the basis of the problems as well, professionally and personally. I I totally agree with you. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I think we don't listen because and part of what I'm going to talk about was give, give the audience some listening tips is that we're thinking too much as we're, we only hear the person. We're not listening. We have a lot of distractions. You know, mm-hmm. people might have their phones even there on vibrate. Um, we're thinking about uh, what do we have to do today? Do we have to pick up the kids? What are we doing? Do they have sports tonight? Um, people are so, want to be so helpful to one another a lot of times that they just start talking. And they want to interrupt and they don't mean to. But I really think that's why we don't listen. And listening is an art. You have to practice it. We haven't learned how to listen. Only 2% of the people in the United States have ever taken a class in listening. So I think that's when I saw that statistic, I had to read it several times. And, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that was a that was a little bit ago. So there may be a few more. But everybody I try and ask. Marilise, have you ever taken a class in listening? No, I haven't, I have to admit. But one of my favorite quotes uh, is that we have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice (laughs) as much as we speak. And I really try to think about that when I'm communicating with, uh, with anybody. But I agree with you. I've never even thought about taking listening classes. That's a 
very valid point, Meredith. Well, may I use your quote? I'm going to add it to my to my listening. Yeah, I love that of course. quote. Two ears and one it's mouth. It's not mine. I, no, I just I know. heard it somewhere. Yeah, but I'm going to say I'm going to use that quote. I think that's a great quote to open with as well. Um, yeah, that's that's what I think. And you know, with our colleagues and clients, we have to take into account their listening skills too. Um, most people do not develop do not do not develop critical and empathic listening skills. And these are the two major types of listening, uh, which I'm going to talk about. But Mm -hmm. listening also helps you build relationships, which is so important. Develop loyalty, uh, creates respect. It helps you connect. And you know how you and I feel about connecting with, uh, you know, your, uh, your, your wonderful networking meetings that you have and meeting new people and helping one another. And you gain better understanding with your colleagues and customers' needs if you really listen to them. Because mm-hmm. I, there's there's example, and I remember before I owned my own business when I was at a business and a corporation and I had a staff. And it was surprising how we went to a meeting with our clients and my, sometimes my staff didn't really listen to them. They wanted to give them what they thought the client needed, not what the client really would want. So it's an important point to remember, listen to your clients, ask them the questions that you want to get to the answer to, and then really listen Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. But most of us think communication is talking and talk. We do. We interrupt, we judge, we analyze, we threaten, (laughs) we Mm -hmm. diverse, but successful communication is also listening. Now, um, men and women have different listening styles, which is really interesting too. So uh, authors of this book, Listen Up, they say that women and men typically employ different listening habits. And women are more likely to be people-oriented listeners. Mm -hmm. They connect with the emotional message and undertones of a conversation. And they're more concerned with the occurrence of the conversation than with the pertinent information being discussed. So uh, I think you and I, and this can relate to this, we want to hear, we're empathetic towards them, we're listening to them. We want to see how we can help them. Mm-hmm. Men, mm-hmm. on the other hand, are likely to be action-oriented listeners. And this means they focus on listening to the information pertinent to the task at hand. So they have little patience for speaker, speakers who ramble on and on off topic or include unnecessary details. And I think we can see that. I can see that immediately when I was studying this, that, you know, women and some of that is the way we were conditioned, socially conditioned from when we were little, that we are just more empathetic and men tend to be more critical. Now, let me just briefly explain each of these listening types. Empathic listening involves putting yourself in the place of the person you're listening to, seeing an idea from another person's perspective and close as possible to understanding their feelings. So this kind of listening, though, is really important in talking and building new relationships with clients, really learning to listen to them and hear them and what they have to say and maybe what they're concerned with. But the most important type of listening to do at work 
is critical listening. Mm -hmm. So empathic deals with the person as a result of what it says, but critical listening addresses the message. So critical listening is problem solving and empathic listening is feeling, feeling the, feeling the person's uh, thoughts and ideas. Now, it's not always like you do this. Sometimes empathic listening is the, the kind of listening that's important if your client wants to tell you something or is upset about something. But the, in the terms critical listening, we just don't we just don't listen hard enough to that like we do empathic. So I understand both are needed, right? It really depends on the situation. Yes. But uh, I believe that men can really learn how to be more emphatic listening. And also women are capable of learning more how to be critical listening, right? listener, right? So that you can address the message and, uh, and focus on problem solving. Or what are your thoughts here? Absolutely. That's why I wanted to talk about it today. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. once you learn that critical listening can really help you at work, you'll mm -hmm. start to think about it and you'll start to think about what we do. It's a type of listening that we just kind of forget about. We don't, and men use critical listening more than women do, but women certainly can learn. A lot of women probably do it already, but the mm -hmm. key point is that at work, it's not used as much as empathic listening. So, but we're getting better mm -hmm. at it. Um <laughs> The crucial point, here's the crucial point, and see if you agree with me, is when you listen critically, you decide to reject or accept a claim or idea, to act or delay an action or project, or to decide whether to offer praise or blame. That's really the main mm. point of critical listening. So we do do that, but we probably just don't do enough of it. And of course, we don't know they're called this. <laughs> so this is kind of a research uh, definition. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just thinking out loud, really, how it, how it works in, in real life. So, for example, when, when I am in the, let's say, in this discussion with my, let's say, prospect, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes I feel, yes, that during the, our discussion, I already understand if we are a good fit for him or her or not. And as a service-minded <laughs> uh, marketer, I always say it out loud. You know, uh, I think based on the information you have given to me, I don't think that we are the best fit for you right now. You should do first this and that. So is that something I hear you saying that we should really be critical hear ourselves as well? Absolutely. That is it in a nutshell. You are now going to think more in critical listening about decisions. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. the easiest way I can say it is critical listening is more decision-making listening, where empathic listening is more caring listening. Mm. So I think that's mm -hmm. an easy way and empathic listening is also, you're not going to be real critical in your listening when you first are trying to have a client or meet a client. You're going to use a lot of empathic listening. You know, you might be talking with them, you know, well, first of all, what, what their needs are, 
you know, mm-hmm. different things. Maybe even to start off a lot of times in meetings about when once you get to know them a little bit, you know, what's up with their family, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That's all empathic listening. So, yes, mm-hmm. you were right on the dot with that. Um, but another area of listening that's really that's really interesting in order to be good is we have to learn to listen verbally and nonverbally and paying attention verbally is this you use one or two encouraging words uh, to continue like we have "Uh uh-huh hmm i see (laughs) go on Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. uh how so how so is a great two words to use when you're talking with someone because it encourages them to talk more Mm -hmm. and Lots of times people just end it with that. I learned that a lot in the media when I was uh, working in radio and doing interviews, that sometimes if you ask a question, people just end it with a yes or no, and you want more information. So you just say, well, how so? Or why? (laughs) I think it's a great way to verbally pay attention because that shows you're really listening. Mm -hmm. So when you're non-verbally, listening to someone does your posture show it and you can't see what I'm doing now but I'm I'm sitting back up is your back turned when you're talking to somebody are you texting which I Mm -hmm. find really rude and I still can't believe that people do that um Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you making good eye contact so and I and that's so important. If you're sitting with someone in a meeting or you're in a lunch meeting or you go to coffee for a meeting and your customer is looking at the people coming in, they're looking at who's sitting, sitting at tables, they're looking around and you're trying to discuss something with them. You, you can't fake good listening. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you, it's just not something you want to do. And I get annoyed at that actually. So Mm -hmm. um, same here. Yeah. What about now? I'm going to ask you a question, Marilise. What about if you're the speaker and you do lots of training and coaching when you are speaking and somebody's not paying attention to you? How do you feel? Of course, I don't feel good because I feel like they doesn't they don't care about what I have to say to them. So for me, it just shows that they don't respect me enough. Yes. Um annoyed, angry, deflated, frustrated, anxious. So, you know, how do we show that we're, we're paying attention? Um, you know, instead of listening, we're thinking about, we're giving our opinion or answer, we're interrupting, which we all do, and it's really hard to break. I mean, I teach it and I think about it all the time of trying to really listen and stop and not interrupt um or we turn to other distractions and in this case both the speaker and the audience are effective so Mm -hmm. uh, it's important we derive 55 percent of a message's meaning from the speaker's facial expressions okay 55 percent 38 percent from how she or he says the message, okay, the tone, um, the volume, those kinds of things. And get this, 7% only from the actual words spoken. We talk at a rate of 125 to 150 
words per minute, which you and I are most likely doing now. We listen at a rate of 125 to 250 words per minute. So we listen a little quicker than we talk. But this is, this is unbelievable. We think at a rate of 1,000 to 3,000 words per minute. So Whoa. that's why we're not listening, because we're thinking. So <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. I want to get it right. So we think 1,000 to 3,000 words per minute, and then we try to listen to those 100 to 300 words at the same time. Yes, we because we're thinking so much. That's mm -hmm. why we only listen at a rate of 125 to 250 ah. words per minute. So we are distracted by our own thoughts. How Correct. can I help myself here? <laughs> please let me know. Please tell me. <laughs> well, one of the tips is that I give is you ha one has to really practice listening and get those thoughts. Get you know if you have something by your desk that's taking your attention. Like I turned off my cell phone and I put mm -hmm. it in another area and closed my door. I mean, just everything has to be focused on the the person. You can't get rid of all of that though, because I can hear things outside my window and, you mm -hmm. know, there's just certain things that we do, but we can learn to slow that thinking method down. So wow, and we're that's thinking, crazy. Excuse me. It is crazy. We're thinking the whole time we're trying to listen. So if we just slow that down a little bit, which I've now, you know, since I've studied this, been practicing and I'm a lot, you know, I've improved, but I'm still not where I'd like to be in terms of listening. Mm -hmm. Does mm -hmm. it ever happen to you that somebody is talking to you, maybe just not even in business, but a conversation with mm -hmm. a friend or family and you're actually looking at them and then you say, what did you say? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, I do too. And that's, that's a great example of all that busyness in your head. So aren't those numbers oh just God. amazing? We are so distracted by our own thoughts. That, that really blows my mind. Thank you for <laughs> <No>. sharing. <laughs> yes. But here's something that's really helps the speaker or the listener that I'm going to tell you now. And that's words versus images, especially when you're in business and you're, you're presenting or you're training or you're teaching or coaching. This is really very helpful to your one-on-one -on -one audience or a big audience. Words are processed by short-term memory where we can only retain seven bits of information at a time. And guess mm -hmm. what? That's why we have phone numbers that are only seven digits. One, mm. two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's clear. Now, of course, we have area codes, but we once we know an area code, it doesn't change. So that's how we can add it on to mm -hmm. the seven digits. Mm -hmm. um, images, however, go directly to long-term memory. So they are indelibly etched. So this, I'm going to give you an example. It's easier to show a circle, right? The minute I say circle, did you not think of what didn't it go directly to your mind? A circle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a I picture of point. a circle. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what if I said, and I was describing this or giving a lecture on this. And instead of saying circle, I said a round plane figure whose boundary, the circumference consists of points equidistant from a fixed center. 
Oh my God, I lost you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, especially when you're presenting or, you know, and so many times in Zoom we're doing that and you can't be live and, you know, walk mm. around or at least I'm not doing that a lot of that yet. That's why PowerPoints and visuals are so important. Mm -hmm. And I don't mm -hmm. always use PowerPoints. I like to do use a true visual. Like I like to use a, uh, not necessarily a whiteboard, but a flip, the back in the day flip paper. <laughs> I like to write on there. Um, I like to bring things to show. Uh, there's a story that one time when I was uh, teaching at U of M in the business school and I was teaching presentation skills. And this one particular class, I had all engineers. And so when you, as you all know, when you're giving a presentation, you don't necessarily change who you are giving it, but you might change what's in it for that audience. Mm -hmm. And so the first assignment I gave them was they had to explain something in, you know, engineering wise, but they were talking to an, uh, an audience who knew nothing about engineering. So they had to try and describe it with something visual. And I still remember, and I still remember this because this the young man was so good. He was, and, and mind you, this class ran from seven to 10 o'clock at night. And he was the last person to do this. And <laughs> he said, I'm going to talk about um, air conditioning and, and how it works. <laughs> and it's 930 and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to, to, to give him a score or listen to him at all. But he brought in like this, this um, actual condenser, like a small condenser. He <laughs> brought in all kinds of red, blue, white tape, and he showed everything, the connections, and then how the water kind of came out. And to this day, I understand how the air conditioning worked, you know, and it was really interesting. So what I'm saying is part of listening is thinking about your audience and thinking about your audience is what's going to help them listen to you more. And that's why mm -hmm. today I think mm -hmm. the younger generation, everybody loves videos and everybody does videos. And now everybody's doing the shorts I, that, you know, on, on mm -hmm. YouTube mm -hmm. and Facebook, because Sometimes I think it can go overboard, but we still are looking at videos a lot. And the reason is because it's visual. We can see it. Yeah. So how about I give some listening tips? Of course. I'm all <laughs> into that. Oh, my Absolutely. God. <laughs> to Develop the crave to listen. Um, become someone who wants to be a, a good listener. Stay in the moment when listening to others. You know how everybody always says stay in the moment. I'm sorry, I need to ask, what is develop a crave? What does a it crave mean? Is yeah. like de develop, a crave is like develop, it's something you want to do. Develop okay. the mm -hmm. crave to listen. It's something that you say, I want to get better at it. Okay. Got okay. It. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, of course. Don't fall in love with the sound of your voice. Some people <laughs> <laughs> love to talk. Don't begin formulating your response while you're still listening. And now here's a way that if you do need to develop it, you can say to the person, can you repeat the question? And that way you hear it again, that you've had a moment to develop your response. Don't let your mind drift. We talked about that. Put all those mm -hmm. thoughts away. 
Um, minimize distractions. We talked about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Don't interrupt the speaker. And this is what <laughs> I'm still working on because we all love to talk and help each other and give our opinions. Think mm-hmm. about, remember to think about those nonverbal communication because that's really important too, looking mm-hmm. at the person. Mm-hmm. Now on Zoom or like we're doing today, sometimes I'm looking at my notes, but most of the time I'm trying to look at you. Mm-hmm. And and you're lo- and you do the same. So know when to be silent. And that would be you're listening to something and you just don't interrupt, don't interrupt. You're saying to yourself, let me hear this person out. And the last tip of listening is it listening is an art. So you have to practice it. So mm. I don't want anybody to feel badly today that, you know, they they're not listening. They're today when they try to listen really well they're not doing it it takes time and you can you can't fake listening mm-hmm. a person can pick up from your body language and your verbal points that you're not interested in mm-hmm. what they're saying mm-hmm. that's that's amazing one thing i i think could be added even if you if you don't mind is that do not be afraid of the silence because sometimes we tend to you know, speak all the time, but sometimes we need these pauses to really, you know, the to go into the meaning together. I'm stronger. adding that to my tips. And <laughs> where that comes in a lot is as a speaker in persuasive speaking, when mm-hmm. you want people's attention. And I'm going to pause here for five seconds and See how it seems like it's forever, but I'm going to do mm-hmm. it now. Five seconds. And if you want to make a dramatic point, that is how you do it, right? Powerful. So powerful, Marilyn. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I got goosebumps right now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to switch gears a little mm-hmm. bit. And the mm-hmm. next area we're going to talk about is women speak. But again, let's not forget that men have a very important part in this uh, part of the discussion. Let me Mm -hmm. just quickly explain what women speak is and why it's important to both women and men. Mm -hmm. Women speak is is unique to women, though, and tend to communicate unknowingly, especially in the workplace setting, negative verbal, nonverbal, and mind patterns that can hurt their messaging and be detrimental to their overall communication. But it's especially noticeable in the workplace with their male colleagues and clients. Women speak can also occur in other communication situations though, like with your friends and family. And it's it can be found in both speaking and writing. And I'm gonna give a couple examples of that. Mm-hmm. So. It's important because women speak can affect image, business decisions, promotions, and even career paths. Mm -hmm. Men and women, they communicate differently. So understanding um, each other's side is critical for career success. And I like to start, I'm going to ask you this same question just a minute. I like to start my women speak coaching Um, are teaching with two great quotes from two great women who hit the nail on the head when I 
pose this question to them. And for the audience, I also posed it to Mary Lee, so we're going to hear her answer momentarily. <laughs> what do you think the biggest difference is in communication between women and men in the workplace? Here's the first quote. Often women are not as direct in workplace communication as men. Something as simple as writing just in an email to hedge what we're trying to say so we don't come across as demanding. Just checking in for an update versus do you have an update for me? This also includes a deflection of taking credit. Women don't usually take credit for themselves as much as they should. We are more likely to say our and we than mine and I. I found myself falling into this simply out of habit, even though I'm a team of one. I said we once in a meeting when referring to a project I was working on, and my director said, you mean you. And this is from Elise Guilfoyle, Automotive Industry Development Manager at Google. And actually, when I did working on my website, I had to remember to say I, 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 not all the way we, because I'm a solopreneur. I wear all the hats. So... I thought that was interesting. And the other quote has to do with being more passive, not, you know, not really saying I was thinking, well, maybe instead of just coming right out and saying it. So I'm interested, Marilise, in what you think the biggest difference is. Well, I think that um, men are, for me, it, it feels like um, they uh, are thinking more into serving, you know, some purpose. I mean, yes, they have their big egos, but they don't uh, take things as personally as much as women tend to do that. And uh, I see that women communicate really to share their thoughts and uh, they tend to be highly expressive. And as I said, they tend to take things more personally. I think that's a great answer. And I'm surprised in all the times I've asked that question that nobody's ever given that. And I believe that is a big difference <laughs> because sometimes even your your colleagues that you're close to, your male allies will say, it's just business, Marilyn. It's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. it's not personal. <laughs> yep. I think that's just a great quote. I'm going to have to write that down again. But um, <laughs> yes. Um, Throughout my studies and research that I found in general that women have these, these negative thought patterns and mm -hmm. they are completely unaware of it and they've made them part of their daily language. So this is one of my favorite parts to talk about in women speak are um, these patterns. Uh, so don't, there's 12 patterns, but I'm only going to, for time limit today, I'm, I'm going to mm -hmm. talk about six of them. And okay. Um, women speak patterns that can weaken your credibility and commitment to your message. The first one is upspeak. Upspeak is putting a question at the end of a sentence instead of making it a statement. For instance, you're in a meeting, your manager says, so, uh, Marilyn, what's that budget going to be? And I say, well, the budget estimate is $10,000 with a question mark at the end, instead of saying the budget estimate is $10,000. Mm -hmm. And by putting that question mark at the end, um, it shows a sense of, you know, you being unsure and mm -hmm. um, not very 
confident. Now, when I talk about women speak, it's not all women, obviously, but a lot of women have some of these, at least some of these patterns, or maybe one of these patterns. Negative qualifiers. Words or group of words that limit or diminish the meaning of the rest of the sentence or your thought, like may, might, could, probably, doubtful that, not 100% sure, and those all make you sound unsure and weak. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not 100% sure, but I think we'll get their business. <laughs> so not being positive enough. Uh, disclaimers. I know that throughout my career, I've done some of these disclaimers. I really think about it now. They're phrases that start with an excuse or explanation needed to confirm what you're saying or understanding. You're not going to like this, you start out with. Well, right there, what about that listening? You've lost that listening because somebody doesn't want to hear the negative side of it, right, Mm -hmm, in the beginning. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, This is probably a stupid question. And something that I have to say about this as a teacher and a coach, I don't think there's any stupid question if somebody doesn't understand the question. So I I don't, I always say that to people. I agree. (laughs) There's no stupid question. Um, You know, I want to tell you this, but when you hear a but, (laughs) you know something (laughs) negative is coming. You know, did we get that uh, uh, business, you might say? (laughs) Well, you know, we worked awfully hard for it, but, and then you know, oh no, that's not good. So, but here's one. And Marilise, I'd like your opinion on this as well. Endless apologizing. Yeah, so you shouldn't saying do the that. words, I'm sorry, when you wrong somebody or you need to, well, it's your fault. Of course, it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But women have almost said this so much that they put it into their daily vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a couple of examples. You're in the grocery store and you know how the aisles are narrow, except at maybe mm-hmm. big, big time stores. Mm-hmm. And you're with your cart and you're kind of you're kind of in the middle to the right of the aisle looking at something. And somebody in a cart comes behind you and says, excuse me. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. What <laughs> are you sorry for? This is the research I did. Why do people say they're sorry? And I ask them and they go, I go, is it your is is it's not your fault. The aisles are narrow, is it? And they'll go, no. And I go, did you do anything to hurt this person? I go, no, but we have just come to use this all the time. Or when somebody, uh, you can't hear somebody on the phone and you say, sorry, instead of, (laughs) excuse me, I can't hear you. So instead of saying this, you know, thank you works a lot in answering that question. But I did some research and actually I've started using a lot of this from um, Emerge.com, one of their writers. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm always late. How about, thank you for waiting for me. Instead Mm -hmm. of saying, I'm sorry for being so sensitive. Thank you for being accepting of me. I'm sorry, I always mess up. Thank you for being patient when I make a mistake. I'm sorry that you have to help me so much. Thank you for doing me a favor. I'm sorry for talking so much. Thank you for listening to me. I just love that that's a better way to say something. Now, 
Do you have anything mm-hmm. to add? I'm sure in your career and with your clients and your friends, you hear I'm sorry. I agree with you. And when I say I'm sorry, it, uh, it feels like something negative has happened. But <laughs> yeah. when you say thank you for waiting for me, it feels positive. That's so, exactly right. Yeah, yeah it, it feels so good when, when you said that. Thank you for waiting for me. And, uh, and I think that's a very small switch we can do in our minds as women, but it is so powerful switch. So I agree with you 100%. And I think, Marilyn, you know, 90% of the all the women I talk to every day should really uh, think about being more assertive, learning uh, to be more confident, and at least saying more thank you um, not, to, I'm sorry <laughs> to the things, you know, it, what is, yes. what is happening. And mm-hmm. if you ever want to, this is a great exercise, um, that I did myself and I give to my students, I have mm-hmm. them write down in one day, how many times they said, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. amazed how many times we say it. So it's just something that, you know, men take advantage of it sometimes at work that you're always apologizing. There's no need to. So Um, Absolutely. So, Marilyn, I want to thank you because you have given so much, you know, inspiration to myself here and I'm sure (laughs) for our listeners. So I have so many notes. Well, you're welcome. I'm I'm working on a few more things because I I know we still have some time. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Well, now we're going to... um, Oh, uh, well, Marilise, every time, well, not every time, because you're not going to say it often, but you're going to think of me every time you say, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> and when you hear it too, oh, Marilyn said, don't say that. Say thank you. I- I'll tell you one thank more you. place that it really has helped me and that I've started to do it is when you're calling customer service and mm-hmm. you keep asking them questions and, you know, you feel like you're, I don't know that you're bothering them. I've learned to say, thank you so much for your patience instead of, I'm sorry, I'm asking so many questions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. belittle yourself. That's very good. Um, you've asked, say somebody asked me, well, how did your podcast go today? And I say, well, I, I don't really know. I, I think it went well. No, I'm going to say it went good. It was well received. So think of yourself in a positive way and it'll start coming out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this number six is something actually that uh, uh, an audience member who was attending um, a a workplace uh, seminar that I was giving. She was a Ph.D. student and she was studying in it. And she asked me if I'd ever heard of male genderizing. Have you heard of male genderizing? No. What is it? No, I was so glad that she was in my, I said, may I use that from now on in my, and she said, of course, male genderizing occurs when you're addressing an entire group of women or a mixed audience as you guys, you know, more in a, more in a casual uh, Mm. type of situation than, but it can occur you know, speaking to an audience. Uh, mm-hmm, so instead, mm-hmm. you can always say, if it's more formal, you can say, ladies and gentlemen. You can say, hello, everyone, everybody, mm-hmm, welcome. Mm-hmm. Or I always kind of say this, if you live in the South here in the United States, you can always say, um, hi, y'all, because they use y'all all the time instead of that. But, you know, I never really thought about that. And think how many times we say, oh, come on, you guys, let's go get lunch. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not that big of a deal, but the, this young lady who was setting said, it is a big deal because it puts the male in the forefront once again in terms wow. of how we think uh, in the world uh, in order. You know, so I always add this because I just thought male genderizing, that was just interesting. So that's very that that's amazing. I've never thought of that. And uh, that's a very yeah, that's a great point, really. Again, I practice it myself. (laughs) I always like to say when Mm -hmm. I'm a guest or teaching that I have gone through all of this. So Mm -hmm. it takes Mm -hmm. practice. But let me kind of conclude with a couple of areas where women can help women and men can help them as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's extremely important that other women help women at work. And I've named this boost and boast so that it's easy to think about. Boosting, for example, is posting compliments online about something Mm -hmm. or congratulating somebody. You know, if you see on LinkedIn, somebody is taking a new job or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you know people who know, you can put it online or you can email some of your friends to let them know. It's giving your colleagues credit in person. And if you can do that when your manager or boss is standing there or in front of a company meeting and Mm. gets the word out, that is such a great boost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's the Oscar thank you. (laughs) The Oscar thank you is not something. One time I was talking to one of my friends and she was asking me about women speak and something. And I was telling her about this section. And she goes, well, what about the Oscar thank you? I said, what is Oscar? Thank you. What do you mean? And she said, you know, at the Oscars, how the winner comes up and they're holding their Oscar and they go, oh, I I just can't believe this. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful. Tears are coming. But Mm -hmm. I have a number of people that I want to thank as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you can use the Oscar. Thank you. You can say, thank you so much yes it was a great job if somebody's complimenting um but i want to thank my team as well because that way you're thanking your team but you're not losing all the credit and this happens Mm -hmm. to women a lot they don't they always give credit to their team but not themselves and it's important to give it to yourself as well thank you so much it, it was it, it was great. I appreciate you saying that, but I want to thank my team as well. So I love mm-hmm. the Oscar thank you. And if you watch sports, sports teams do it a lot because they teach there's no I in team, T-E-A-M. Mm-hmm. And they do the Oscar thank you without knowing it's Oscar thank you. <laughs> and I just think that's an easy point to remember um, in boosting. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Now, boasting. Yeah, excuse me. I interrupted you. No, no, I interrupted you. I just wanted (laughs) to comment that that I love that there is is no I in team. Yes. The the quote. Oh, my God. Very powerful. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Where I live in the Metro Detroit area, there's the University of Michigan, and we had a wonderful coach named Coach Bo Schembechler, and Mm -hmm. that's who really started, and he had T-shirts printed, that said now it's everywhere and people say it, but he's one of the first ones to say, there's no um, I in team. And then he mm-hmm. printed t-shirts that said that and people caught on. And I love that they, I think that's a great, mm-hmm. I th- mm-hmm. for any team, right? Yep. For any mm-hmm. team. Exactly. Love that. All right. Boasting. Now here we've got a boasting. Um, 
recommendations for women are a way to boast what they've created and accomplished successfully. So you can be positive and congratulatory at the same time when they tell you something good. When I have women contacts or friends have completed something that's been hard for them to do, Hmm. I always boast about them. Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. one of my really um, former colleagues tried for two years to get her CEO to get interviewed by the New York Times. Two years. And the day that she got it, she called me and or texted me, I think, and said, I finally got the interview. Well, I first I, I sent a note to her. Then I posted something about that, you know, keep after what you need to do. It took two years, mm-hmm. but she did it. It's a wonderful way to boast. Um, Friends and colleagues, the same, telling me something. And I like Mm -hmm. to work uh, with a lot of younger women to help help them learn this early in their career. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'll be boasting all about this, boosting and boasting all about this, um, (laughs) what we've talked about today and this podcast um, uh, all over everything, all my socials. So perfect. I will do the same. (laughs) So the last area of women speak and a very important one is women cannot do everything themselves. So mm. we have to have men around to help us at, you know, in at home and at work uh, mm-hmm. in order for them to move forward in today's workplace. It's imperative that uh, we as women find a way for men to be a positive part of our daily routine, acknowledge women speak and collaborate with each other to eliminate those negatives, which cause women so much angst. And the name is given either male allies or advocates. Uh, Mm. Dr. Meg Warren, this is really interesting, in her latest research article, which was named Why Women Need Male Allies in the Workplace and Why Fighting Everyday Sexism Enriches Men Too, um, she says, quote, women and groups advocating for gender equality are increasingly urging men to become allies in the fight. Research has shown that in the absence of male support, women have to shoulder the burden of battling routine workplace sexism, such as misogynist humor and microaggression on their own. This can lead to a sense of isolation, stress, and exhaustion. But one of the positive ideas she and her team pursued was this idea of male allies. Those men, she quoted, who would take public stances on issues facing women and standing up when he sees discrimination. A surprising conclusion was this. From this step was the more inclusion men shared with women, they elicited more growth themselves, which Mm. I think is great. Mm-hmm. And I have an interesting statistic. This is why I'm talking more about this as well. My classes and seminars are open to everyone, male and females. And in the time I've been teaching women speak, I've never had one male attend it. And so I'm trying to get men. I think a lot of men are just afraid to be the only man in there and they don't, I, I don't know what it is, but I, and I don't do it within the same company because then nobody will talk, you know, one can't do that. <laughs> Your boss could be sitting there, but I, so now when I, when I do seminars or when I do podcasts and it's a, it's a male as the host, uh, that's one of the things I'm going to start having them say, you know, do is give me a quote about 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. helping women at work. Helping. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look up John Legend, he he is a male ally, and he says some great things. So, um, if even if men in the audience aren't sure what they can say or how they can help, you just have to Google male allies, um, and you can find a lot of research on it. And women need your help. So, uh, much more research needs to be done on this to be effective, but it's something that's so important. So I have three key takeaways from today's podcast. And if you'd like to add anything, you can do the same. So learning to listen and not just Mm -hmm. hear is a positive way to connect better, not only with friends and family, but in business as well with your clients, customers, and colleagues. Mm -hmm. Women speak can be a powerful tool for successful communication in your daily life whether at work or play or just communicating with your friends and family. So think of a couple of those uh, steps I told you about today. And Mm -hmm. um, if you'd like, Marilise, I can post the whole, all the tips on my website so that women, so that everybody can look at them. And having male allies is a positive way for men to help boost and boast women's careers and their own as well. So I just had a fabulous time today. That is so great. So please, please, please tell us how should people get in touch with you? Because, you know, there were there were so many great insights today. I can't even follow them all. So (laughs) please let us know how can we get there's a lot of information today. Wait, I have it some here. How can Uh, we get in touch with you? you Well, you can get in touch with me at my website which mm-hmm. is mediatude.net, M-E-D-I-A, like media, T-U-D-E, mediatude.net. Um, uh, you can get in touch with me, mediatude at Twitter, uh, uh, Twitter at uh, Women Speak MG. You can get in touch with me at LinkedIn. And you know what? I might have to give that to you because I don't have my memory for my LinkedIn we will. right now. <laughs> don't worry, we will put the links next to this oh, episode. Okay. Notes. Yeah, and don't worry. Facebook at Mediatude. And okay. you could email me if you ever want to mm-hmm. at Mediatude at gmail.com. Perfect. So it's it's been great time with you, Marion, here. I really, really appreciate you. But last but not the least, please inspire us also with a song and a quote to, to wrap it up uh, here today. Okay. Well, I have two quotes because I just found somebody else that I really liked. Okay. okay. Well, um, my song would be by Gloria Gaynor, which I've loved for years, which is I Will Survive. And I, will. I just feel that that covers everything. And whenever I hear it, mm-hmm. I have it on my iTunes. I play it all the time. You know, if I've had a day that was not the best day, I'll, you know, blast that out. And a new song by Sia, which is I'm Unstoppable. And I just love that song because it's kind of for a now song. You know, I can do this. (laughs) I can do that. Um, And my quote, because of, you know, women speak and I know the men are on there out there. But I love this quote to help women. And it is behind every successful woman is herself. 
And that's just one of my favorite quotes. And, you know, I look at you, same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, you had help. We all have helps of doing something, but that grinding that, you know, doing everything that came from you. So thank you. You are so right back at you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Marilyn. You have been it, it's been great. I, I was just listening and uh, writing notes, so I will most definitely go back to this episode, listen to that again to make sure I didn't miss anything <laughs> important. Uh, well. So thank you. Thank you so much. I know it was a long episode, but I know that our listeners really appreciate you know, all the insights here you shared because it was so valuable. Yeah, well, thank you. I enjoyed so much being able to talk to everyone. I hope you learned something. I know it was a long episode, but I had so much I had to get in. I know. And I wanted to help everybody. And uh, it's just a pleasure talking to you, Marilise. You're just easy, comfortable, listen, um, took notes and was able to ask a question again, which is a great um, PS in that if you're taking notes, you know, you're either recording it or you can always say, you know, your audience or your students can always say, can you repeat that? So that's a great yeah. way that you, what you thank did today. You. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.